Am I the jerk for telling my wife that my parents tried to give our son a DNA test just to try and prove whether or not my son is actually mine? And now, as a result, we are going to be restricting my parents' access to my son. And at this point, we seriously don't know what to do. So I'm a 29-year-old male, and I'm married to a woman who's 32. Ethnically, she is Korean, although she grew up in the United States. And I'm of Northern European descent. Four years ago, our first son was born. My parents were incredibly excited to be grandparents and have done a great job of helping raise him. Since he was born, he has visually been a carbon copy of me. He has my hair color, my skin color, my facial features. If you squint just a little bit, you can kind of sort of see a bit of my wife. But we've actually had an ongoing joke where I'll sit her down and promise her that she is in fact the mother and that I was never unfaithful. Now, she is tired of the joke, but I find it hilarious at least. Anyways, three months ago, our second son was born and it was a beautiful baby. But this this time, with genetics being how they are, he looks nothing like me, but he does look exactly like my wife. I mean, I suppose his skin is whiter than hers, and his hair is a bit like mine, but basically, the little bean is mommy. The first time I introduced him to my parents, I couldn't believe their reaction. They were so excited until they saw his face, and then I saw unmistakable disappointment, followed by compensatory false enthusiasm. I immediately figured out why, but I haven't brought up the topic. Well, last Saturday, my parents were by having a visit. My mother insisted on putting him to bed while my father and I were having a couple of beers. About 15 minutes later, after she left the room with him, I said that I was going to go check on her, but my father was oddly insistent that I not. I knew something was up, so I walked into her putting a little swab into a plastic container, and I knew exactly what it was. My mother was shocked when I walked in, and whispered that I should in no circumstances tell my wife who was sleeping in another room. I said okay, and then my mother made me promise and I ended up promising that I wouldn't say anything. But you know what? The moment they went home a few minutes later when my wife woke up, the first thing I did was tell her. Because there's no way I'm going to let something like that slide. She was horrified. I completely agreed with her sentiment and promised I had absolutely no doubt in my mind about the paternity of our second son. Then she said that she really didn't want them to see the baby, to which I completely agreed. My wife called them the next morning and told them she knew everything and now they are furious. They insist they never even sent the sample, and they better not have, because I don't want my son's DNA in some database that will probably erroneously link him to the Zodiac person or anything like that. My parents and sisters think I shouldn't have told my wife, and they think that I should convince her to get over it. But I truly don't think that I was in the wrong, and at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. Your family is insane if they can honestly think for a second that you're going to keep this from your wife. Your parents crossed a serious boundary. They literally tried to have a DNA test of your son. Like, think about that for a second. They tried to send his DNA off just to somehow prove that your wife was not faithful with you. Like, seriously, that is insane behavior. And I don't blame the both of you for saying, nope, you're never seeing our kid ever again. Your parents and your sisters are completely wrong. They are the jerks in this situation. I mean, how can you even justify this? There's no way this is appropriate under any circumstance. Also, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to take somebody's DNA, specifically the child's DNA, without the parent's consent. And why would they give that consent in the first place? They know that that is their child. So no, you are not the jerk in this situation. Your parents are awful. And the fact that they would try to do that and then make you swear not to say anything is honestly just so toxic. Honestly, halfway through reading this, I was worried that you weren't going to do the right thing. But thankfully, you are a good husband and you absolutely did the right thing. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're 
probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. An entitled customer demands that we tell them exactly how to get to our store, all the while refusing to use any kind of application or even Google Maps just to help them get to our store. And I'm just so blown away by their entitlement as well as how utterly clueless they were. Here's what happened. So I work in a specialty store and this story happened a while ago. I was behind the register and I noticed one of the assistant store managers has been on the phone for a very long time. Normally phone calls only take a few minutes as it's normally just customers asking a question or two about our inventory as well as our return or exchange policy or stuff like that. Now the phones are behind the registers and there are two ways to get behind the counter and to the registers and the phones. Because this was a busy day, all registers are being manned, sometimes during a lull in the crowd. Us cashiers will leave the counter to stock the shelves, fill in, or just to talk to customers. When I see the line is getting long, I start heading back to the registers. However, the assistant store manager is still on the phone with the customer and is looking pretty irritated at this point. Unfortunately for me, she is in my path, and the other way behind the counter is blocked by customers and other cashiers. Instead of asking her to move, I decide to duck underneath her, which ended up with me losing my footing and hitting the counter, but that's a different story. When she finally gets off the phone, she sighs and gives me a very exacerbated look. She explains that a customer was trying to get to our store to do an exchange or something like that, but she didn't know where we were. Instead of going into Google Maps or something like that, she decided to ask the manager for directions and wasn't understanding the directions. Fast forward and later on the phone rings, and I was the unfortunate person to answer the phone, and it was the same lady. And the following conversation is what happened next. I say to her, thank you for calling our store, how can I help you? The lady on the other line then says, I'm trying to get to your store, can you tell me where you are? So I do just that. I tell her what shopping center we're in, as well as what stores were close by. She then says, no, like can you tell me how to get there? I say to her, I'm sorry ma'am, I don't understand. This lady then goes on to say, I'm on the highway heading south towards your city, what exit do I take and what road should I take? At this point, I see why the assistant store manager was so upset. I'm thinking to myself, oh no, this is going to be such a pain. So I start describing exactly what she needs to do. I tell her the exit she needs to take. I tell her the road that we're on, as well as detailed instructions with very specific directions in order for her to get to our store. But none of that mattered. She responded by saying, oh, I didn't get that. What exit should I take? For the next 15 minutes or so, I was repeatedly telling the lady instructions on how to get to our store, and she was still not getting it. I had customers to check out and other things to do, but I was stuck on the phone with this woman because everyone was so busy and no one would be able to answer the phone. I was so close to telling the lady to just use Google Maps or something like that and then just hang up on her because, oh my gosh, like seriously, this was so annoying. I can't remember how the call ended, but I told the manager about the woman who called and she laughed in sympathy. I went off on my break not long after and the lady managed to get to the store. I didn't get to see her, but I was told that she was an older lady, but not too old to not know how to use a phone. Sometime after I came back from my break, the woman calls again. And yet again, I was the unfortunate soul who had to answer the call. I can't remember what happened exactly, but apparently there was something wrong with the exchange and she wanted to know what she could do about it. So once again, I was stuck on the phone for a long time. When she finally hung up, I honestly regretted taking my break because I was so irritated and I definitely needed some time to cool off. Yeah, that sounds really annoying. I totally understand where the original poster is coming from because I've been in that exact situation before. It's like, why can't these people literally 
literally just download Google Maps or any other like GPS application to get them where they need to go. Like seriously, it's not that hard. And I know personally, I always ran into this, but I would hate it when people would be like, wow, you work there. How do you not know how to get there from where I'm at? And you just want to respond and be like, really, buddy? Are you kidding me right now? I don't know this place like the back of my hand. I know the route that I take and that's it. So yeah, I know exactly what you're going through here. I've dealt with this myself before. So I completely sympathize with you being stuck on the phone with this weird clueless old lady. An entitled Karen demands that I take her to the Applebee's in the mall that I'm walking into. And even after I told her that the Applebee's closed and that it doesn't exist there anymore, she decides to follow me, clearly determined to talk to whoever my manager is just to try and get me in trouble for not complying to her every demand. And I've honestly never been more blown away by somebody else's entitlement in my life. Here's what happened. So this story happened about eight years ago. And where I used to live, there was this small mall where on one side there was this big entryway. The first floor had a TJ Maxx and a few other small places that were always changing. And the second floor had a grocery store and some other vacant spots, with the third floor being a movie theater. On the other side was restaurants on the first floor and a small entryway with an elevator that went to the back of the second floor and the movie theater. One day, I was meeting my then-boyfriend for a movie, and the showtime was cutting it close to when I got off work, and I had a late call that got me out of work pretty late. So I was honestly in a giant hurry. I worked in an office, and I was still dressed in a skirt suit, and I was wearing high heels trying to rush down the street, just so I wouldn't miss anything more than the previews. There has been an Applebee's in one of the restaurant spaces that had closed like six months before this incident. It was clearly closed and still looked like an Applebee's that closed. It had all the right signage up, but there were newspapers in the windows, as well as a printed paper suggesting people visit a neighboring city's Applebee's while also giving it its address. So there was no way that you could possibly confuse that this was indeed a former Applebee's. So I'm just running along, and at that moment, a lady gets out of her car parked on the street near me, and she then starts yelling at me. She says, excuse me, where's the Applebee's? But I just keep walking, and I say, it's closed. She starts running behind me and says, where is it? You should take me there. Now, at this point, I'm kind of freaked out, so I just say no, and I keep walking. It isn't very far to the tiny elevator room, so she follows me in, and her husband or boyfriend or whoever, I'm not really sure who they are, they come in as well. She begins to yell at him about how I won't tell her where the Applebee's is, as well as something about meeting her son or her daughter, or something like that, and how important it is that they get this right. So I'm now very awkwardly waiting for the elevator, and she just keeps going on and on, talking to the guy about how she is going to speak to the manager and let them know that I wouldn't take her to Applebee's. And when I heard that, I was totally baffled. Like, I don't work in the mall, let alone at the closed Applebee's. I am wearing business professional work clothing. She saw me walking to the building, and I don't have a name tag. There is nothing that could lead her to believe that I work at Applebee's. But maybe she was trying to follow me to a different job? I honestly wasn't sure. Finally, the elevator comes, and all the while, she is still talking to the guy about how she can't believe I wouldn't just take her to Applebee's. It ends up being a long ride because for some reason, someone had left the grocery store with bags and decided to take the up elevator instead of waiting for it to go back down. So I hear in detail about how she is going to talk to the manager. Now at this point, I don't even understand what she thinks is happening, but I just refuse to engage in the situation. I mean, I really should have just gotten off the elevator altogether. We finally get to the movie theater and she keeps following me to the desk area. My boyfriend had left a ticket for me there. We actually saw so many movies at the time that the 
worker recognized me and just handed it to me. Confused, the lady goes, I want to speak to her manager. And he, of course, goes, well, that's not really going to work because she doesn't work here. And as I'm walking away, I hear her shout out, well, she wouldn't take me to Applebee's. Now, I just kind of stopped walking when I heard this because I want to know what is going to happen. And that's when this guy straight up says, well, that's because it's closed. This lady literally crumpled to the floor and started screaming, this is a movie theater. At that point, I just went in. So I have no idea what she thought had happened. Like, did she really think she followed me to an Applebee's that looked like a movie theater? The best part about it was the guy with her never talked and just nodded along the entire time. And I'm sure at that point, he had long since learned not to bother her when she's having a freak out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Wow, that lady was absolutely insane. Like, she just completely ignored you when you were like, yeah, Applebee's is closed. Like, why would you lie about that? And also, why would she try to then be like, ooh, I'm going to talk to your manager. I'm going to get you in trouble. For what? For telling the truth? And how on earth would you get me in trouble? Like, seriously, this lady was super crazy. But I think you handled that perfectly, and you chose not to engage in this weird lady's behavior. Because I'm pretty sure this lady was probably looking for some kind of argument, and by avoiding it, you never gave her the satisfaction of trying to lash out. The entitled owner of the restaurant I work for leaves me alone with a trainee in the middle of the busiest service we've had in a long time. So I decided to stand up for myself and tell him enough is enough and that I would not be taking this anymore. Here's what happened. So for a bit of a disclaimer, I'm a Frenchman working in Paris and the whole philosophy of restaurants and service industries is very different here, especially when compared to the United States. But as some backstory, I'm a 24-year-old male and I've been working 
working at a fancy restaurant for over 10 months now, and many times I end up being the only person in the front of house. That means I do all the drinks, I wait on tables, I take orders, I clean and close after service all by myself, and the restaurant has in total about 68 seats. This has been mostly manageable so far because the shifts I end up taking alone are for the most part pretty slow. Now, it does mean that there's no breaks and no mistakes are allowed at all, but I somehow manage to get by. I've even gone up to around 30 guests alone in a single shift, which is doable when they don't come in at the same time. Usually, when there are a lot of bookings, the manager of my boss's other restaurants comes in and helps me out, but he's been sick for about a month now, and things just keep going downhill very quickly ever since then. Now, fast forward to yesterday's dinner service. The owner told me a few days ago that there was going to be a trainee, and that he would help me as well, since we had more than 30 bookings already. I had done lunch service alone, and everything had gone okay. I opened the restaurant at 6pm for dinner service, and there's no signs of the owner or the trainee. The owner usually arrives at around 7 o'clock when he comes to help out, so I honestly didn't think much of it at the time. But as time continues, I'm starting to stress out. I have a total of 18 guests that have booked for 7pm. What if the owner told the trainee to come in at 7, and he shows up even later than that? Well, the trainee arrives a little bit before 7 o'clock. It's a very nice young lady around my age, and it's then that I start showing her around. I don't have a uniform for her, and I am interrupted by the guests who start coming in. So I told her to wait, and I texted the owner, who said he would be there in five minutes. The owner arrives at about 7.30, ignores the trainee, and hands me the shirt. At this point, I'm a little upset, so I just leave him standing there, and I deal with her as I have tables to attend to. As service continues, the owner tells me to oversee as I see fit, and that he'll do the run. I decide to give her a small part of the restaurant, telling her that she can ask me any questions that she might have, and that I will handle the rest. At this point in my section, I have already a five top, double two tops, and four two tops outside, and people just keep coming in. I have left the trainee with a six top and a three top, and that's been mostly finished that I've basically taken care of, as well as a five top that just sat down in her section. I see at the corner of my eye that the poor trainee is freaking out in her section. Her tables are calling me when I glance their direction. The kitchen is ringing up everything at once. The dishes aren't coming out. I rush in there and I see that the owner has left. So this guy, without telling me first, has left me alone with a trainee in the middle of a lunch service with 30 people already seated. I gave my phone to the kitchen and I told him to call the owner back and tell him that he needs to come back here right now. I was fuming all service long. I didn't talk to him. He is mostly useless anyways. I mean, he usually is anyways. I mean, this guy has owned restaurants for more than 15 years now, but still doesn't know how to pour a beer. As things start slowing down, he starts saying that he's gonna leave, but I tell him I'd like to talk to him first. I start off by saying that I don't know if you notice, but I'm a little bit upset. The owner then pretends to be surprised and asks me, why, what's up? I explained to them and I said, remember when during my hiring interview, I mentioned that I left my previous place because I had all the responsibilities of a manager without the title or the pay? Well, you left me alone with a trainee with more than 30 people seated. The owner then said, I don't understand why in this restaurant you guys complained for so few people. I was going to go help my other restaurant where there's only three people for 90 customers. So I shot back at him and I said, okay, how many of those three people are trainees? He then went off on this tangent about other shifts and issues that he's been having with a bartender, basically dodging the question altogether. So anyways, fast forward and before dinner service today, which is a day after the above 
above events, I sent a message to the owner stating that I would not be supervising tonight's trainee, that it wasn't my responsibility, and I was already in the weeds being alone and everything else on my plate. Just by looking outside the window, I could tell there was going to be even more people than yesterday for dinner, so I prepared all of front of house, meaning the bar and the serving racks, for the nightmare that was about to await us. Now, he didn't answer my message, of course, but surprisingly, he actually stayed and overlooked her almost all service. Guys, it was hilarious. Seeing this guy look at his phone for what we have in terms of sauces at the restaurant while still getting it completely wrong will stay in my memory pretty much forever. I did kind of feel bad for tonight's trainee, but I still helped her when she asked me directly or when the owner said something really outrageous, like that she could take away someone's plate as soon as they're done, even though other customers at the table were still eating. Now, for what it's worth, I'm already trying to get another job. I'm a computer science student, and I just keep the job in the meantime just so I don't starve. It pays okay, and since this place does get a lot of tourists, I get a lot of people from the Anglosphere that tip very well, especially compared by Paris standards. Wow, that sounds like an awful work environment. And honestly, with all things considered, I don't blame you for trying to find a new job. And trust me, I know exactly what you are describing with this owner. They own a bunch of restaurants, they have all this supposed experience, but when it gets down to the brass tacks, and they're supposed to have some kind of idea of how this place is run, they don't know the first thing about anything. They're no longer knee-deep in the bushes trying to figure out this restaurant, as well as provide quality service to the people in the restaurant. They're too busy playing businessman and investing their money that they've forgotten what it's like to be the average worker. So in that regard, I think it was a really good idea for you to basically give them a wake-up call. You basically said, look, I'm not doing this for you anymore. I'm not going to act like the manager if I'm not going to have the title. That's a waste of my time and I'm not going to do it. And I really don't blame you in the slightest. I also think it's really cool that you're describing your experience in Paris because I know when I've waited tables and I've worked in the restaurant industry, my experience was pretty similar. Of course, it wasn't like some really fancy place like you're describing. Mine was more of like a chain restaurant in America, but I think there's a similar experience there of being overwhelmed and not sure what to do, as well as dealing with owners who clearly don't know what's going on. So good for you for standing up for yourself. Like you already have a lot on your plate as it is, no pun intended. And the last thing you need is an owner who's not going to do their job and properly train someone in the way that they're supposed to do. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.